0: Last week on Let's Talk Supply Chain was this month's episode of Blended, plus we also had an episode where we highlighted DC Stregola's action item show. For Blended, we got into a very sensitive topic, talked about... What it actually means, where it happens, why it's still happening. And our guests really opened up and shared their personal experiences and stories with us, as well as their words of advice for tackling this issue, especially in the workplace. You're going to want to go and check it out to see what it's all about. It was episode 20 under Blended, it was episode 258 under Let's Talk Supply Chain. And then DC's episode is a must listen to. She talks about action items in digital transformation. That was episode 257. Wherever you subscribe to the Let's Talk Supply Chain podcast, over on letstalksupplychain.com or over on our YouTube channel. And now a word from our sponsor. It's time to take control over your supply chain with Cavallo. Cavallo is a distribution management solutions provider founded by an experienced distributor who spent two decades perfecting and optimizing Cavallo's high-powered user-friendly software. Cavallo offers the ability to have complete control of your process with automated workflows that offer business rules and alert logic that will streamline your distribution operations. Leverage Cavallo's state-of-the-art business intelligent platform that provides real-time intelligence of your customers' orders, alerting you if they are out of compliance or even better, bringing awareness to areas in your business that are driving exceptional value. With a data-driven approach to supply chain management, Cavallo enables a network of cloud on-prem and integrated solutions that offer a path to excellence no matter where you are in your technical journey. For more information on how to accelerate growth with Cavallo's business intelligent platform and its game-changing distribution management software, visit Cavallo, C-A-V-A-L-L-O.com today. Hello, and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. I cannot believe we are nearing the end of another month. I mean, where is 2022 going? I don't know about you, but it's going by pretty quickly for me. Today, I'm joined by a logistics software business who are on a mission to unlock your digitization and automation potential to drive cost savings and revenue improvements without changing your underlying software platforms. Any idea who it is? Well, I'll reveal it after our poll of the week so we asked you how much are you paying for a container from Asia to North America now I know that is very vague we didn't ask for a container size we didn't uh, go into more detail we just wanted to get a good idea or a little bit of a high-level overview as to what everybody is paying because the same time last year I think we were close to thirty thousand dollars so 51 percent of you said 20 less than twenty thousand dollars twenty percent of you said less than $30,000, 19% of you said less than $10,000, and 10% of you said more than $40,000. And that's across 594 votes. So it gives us an idea of where we kind of are In the market. It sounds like the rates have kind of maybe gone down a little bit, which means that hopefully we can see some relief in sight, but it looks like they might stay steady for the rest of 2022. Thank you so much to everybody who weighed in on our poll of the week. We ask one every single Wednesday morning, so we can't wait to see what you have to say next week as well. So now back to today's podcast and which customer-focused logistics software brand is joining me today, well, it's Prompt Global. Prompt helps supply chain companies to easily expand the functionality of their transportation management systems without changing or replacing any of their existing software. As the only logistics technology company with all the major global data privacy and security certifications, Prompt works works with more than a third of the top 25 freight forwarders, providing visibility, automation, and payment processing solutions that all safely and seamlessly connect back to their system or systems of choice. Today, Kai Timmerman, Chief Operating Officer at Prompt Global, joins me to chat all about the company, what they do, the biggest challenges in logistics today, putting customers at the core of their solutions, and the importance of visibility and data integration to the future of logistics. Before we dive in, let's find out a little bit more about Kai. Kai Timmerman is a 30-year veteran in supply chain with a proven track record of creating high-performance organizations. Organizations. Over the past 20 years, Kai has served as COO and CIO roles simultaneously at the Gilbert Company, now acquired by NFI, and told global forwarding, and most recently in a similar capacity at O'Neill Logistics and Performance Team acquired by Maersk. He started his career at P&O Ned Lloyd before providing strategic consulting for a range of industries, including financial services, telecommunications, and pharmaceuticals. He's the author of two books, Deliberate Performance, focuses on the attributes and drivers of business performance, and Forward outlines economic and political themes and vectors for consideration. So welcome to the show, Kai.
1: Thank you, Sarah. Great to be here.
0: I'm so excited that you're here with me. I mean, what the team at Prompt are doing is really exciting. My background is in logistics, and I've seen so many of the problems firsthand, and that was before adding the pandemic on top of that. So I absolutely love to see brands that are innovating to solve the biggest challenges in this industry, especially when you're striving to provide solutions with minimal disruption and impact to businesses and their existing systems. It's music. Music to all of our ears. So let's dive right in. So my first question to you is, you know, let's start by taking a closer look at Prompt's origin story, because the company was only founded in 2020, which means you're still pretty new. And yet you've already worked with over a third of the top 25 freight forwarders, which is an incredible achievement. So Robert Petty, the founder, must have really seen a major need. Talk us through that.
1: Sure. Um, So, I mean, the the founding story uh, starts with lading. So, we got to go back there. Uh, Lading was founded by Rob at this stage about eight years ago. Okay. Um, And and lading was basically set up as a solutions provider for forwarders on CargoWise. And it was doing things like implementation, it was doing integration, it was doing support. Uh, Lading was, in fact, the first partner to be certified platinum in more than four areas. It was more than one area. It's actually certified in four different areas. Um, The partnership network didn't allow for software development, though. Okay. So... That's where I came in. Uh, Rob and I have been talking. I've been in the background of lading since the founding. Uh, We've been talking about opportunities. We've been talking about product gaps in the market. uh, We've been talking about opportunities, issues on the services, the way they're actually being delivered. Um, And we agreed the right course of action at that point was actually to leave the CargoWise network, which is what we did, um, Mm -hmm. and start getting into software, which is where prompt comes in. Um, And so effectively, you have combining lading's knowledge, uh, forwarding, uh, the credibility there with CargoWise. And you combine that with effectively, I'll say, you know, Rob's my experience in information platforms, operations, uh, and our heads really around orienting for real outcomes. Um, Neither of us are really excited by vaporware. We're not really excited by jargon. We just want to get it done. (laughs) And so those pieces came together.
0: I love that. Just want to get it done. And I think, you know, a lot of freight forwarders want to get it done as well, easily and efficiently. Did either of you have a logistics background coming into this or what does that yeah, look
1: like? I've, I mean, the short answer is uh, Rob's been in the space for 15 years. I've been in for 30 years. Uh, wow. so, so so my background started back container shipping. Okay. Um, and you know, basically my roles have been joint operations and IT roles for the past 20 plus years. So Amazing. From there, so it's, it's, I'm approaching it from that perspective of how am I getting operational outcomes on yeah. getting things done? And, and therefore that's where the head's at. It's, you know, whether it be, you know, people talk about different kinds of technologies about what you can get out of it, where the values are. So we spend a lot of time honing in on those things.
0: And I'm sure you've seen so much evolution, right? I mean, I've been in the industry 20 plus years and I've seen a ton of evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, you must have seen even more.
1: <laughs> uh, OK, well, age gets a little scary here, but yeah, I mean, it's it's what's interesting. It's also what's old is new again. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll go back to, you know, back in the 90s was developing call action based systems. So, um, you know, an event creating something because if um, again, this is probably for your time, but you have the dot matrix printers, long, you know, large logs okay. of papers. Um, yep. so we started there. Right. But then again, we, we fast forward RFID. How many times does that come back up? Right. Yep. I still think, frankly, there's a business case under there somewhere. Um, But just hasn't come out. So, no, it's it's a lot of changes, a lot of pieces happening. Although, interestingly enough, the whole challenge and what promptedly centered around this whole information platform question that has been so fundamental for years. Mm -hmm. Um, And so pretty much every place I've been for the past 30 years has been some element of building an information platform, making better decisions, being more efficient, all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, and it's such an exciting time to be in this industry. All right, so let's get into what exactly you do at Prompt. How do you help your customers?
1: So I'm going to answer that question through three lenses, if that's okay, because I think it's important to look at it from that standpoint. Sure. Um, for users, uh, we're basically about it, moving time and attention, right? So if I'm a user, as opposed to having to enter a 20-page commercial invoice and key punch the thing in, right. uh, that can get done in five minutes right? Mm -hmm. So now you're, you're, you're moving their load. They don't need to spend that menial time doing that. So from a user's perspective, it's eliminating the mundane road tasks and allowing them to focus elsewhere. Right. From management perspective, obviously they benefit from that user's time and attention and moving that side. Uh, but now they also have process consistency. Mm. Okay. So from their perspective, they're now looking at it from a, you know, I don't have to worry if this person's doing a little bit different, we'll get more in the details there, but, um, you know, that's from a management standpoint, from a conceptual perspective, again, fundamentally, we combine domain expertise in freight forwarding and what we, know, in logistics and the technical expertise that we have the systems we're using. And we're basically lumping that with data automation. So effectively, so document extraction, integration, information platforms, and at least what we see is our customer centricity. I mean, we are a small entity. We're not a large scale outfit. So we're going to focus on a specific customers' needs, understanding what they are, Every folder has a different customer base. So maybe retail, something more food stuffs, etc. Um, but then we focus, so we focus and hone us down on the customer. So it's really those three levels. So um, again, users, the business side, and then conceptual how this pieces come to together as competencies.
0: Amazing. And when I did my research, you say that like businesses are leaving money on the table every day due mm-hmm. to supply chain inefficiencies, and I think that sums up sums it up kind of perfectly right so before we dive into your core solutions let's talk a little bit about that what are some of the main inefficiencies and chinks in the chain right now what are those core challenges you're addressing for customers at prompt and have you seen those challenges change even in the relatively short time since the company was founded
1: so if i go back um I mean, if you think about it from managing resources and, and that side of it, right? Again, you have to think from a couple of different angles here. Um, certainly, uh, you know, we're focusing on the time and attention that talent side. We talked about that before. Um, but fundamentally, from a talent perspective, uh, to win the talent war, which is a big deal nowadays, certainly. It is. Um You, you want to get people out of that menial work, right? If they're sitting there doing that, just just get rid of that. It doesn't help. You can actually create a better work environment for people. So mm-hmm. if you think about it from that standpoint, they're leaving, I think, a lot of the table. Again, we'll, 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 it's, I think things are improving. I think they're realizing that. But that has been a historical issue. Um, certainly, I think, especially in freight forwarders, um, they've not focused on integrations as much. They've been doing a lot of manual work which leads to a lot of process inefficiency. So you have a direct and indirect aspect, right? So again, I'm yeah. key punching in data uh, versus indirect, you know, processes are not aligned, right? So person X, I may enter it here, they may enter it there, she may enter it there, that sort of thing. Um, and that makes it difficult for data downstream to go figure out what do I need to do? Do I need mm-hmm. to rekey to get events kicked out? All those kinds of things, right? So there's direct and indirect costs associated with that. Um, probably the biggest, and again, one of my pet peeves, it's just information access to make decisions. Um, again, as, as a as person who was a COO, ran the operations, I needed to know where things were. If um, something was changing, profitability, changed a facility, I need to understand, okay, has some, has, have orders fundamentally changed? What's happened in those respective areas? If you yeah. don't have the information at hand, you can't make those decisions. And for folks who don't, therefore, have that kind of information pool, it slows decisions. They make bad decisions. They react slowly. It's horrible. Um, and there's so many different opportunities. It's all about squeezing the extra nickel out of the dollar, or the penny out of the dollar if you want to go that direction. Um, and so those elements, especially that decision point makes a big deal. And obviously, this is just the simplest. The more you put manual steps in place, mm-hmm. uh, the more likely someone's going to miss something. So if you're talking about verifying an inbound invoice, you're counting on somebody to go double check that against. It's just a lot of checking to be done if stuff can be done in automated, automated fashion.
0: Yeah, and the information gaps, right? Like if you think about it, for one shipment, there's like 300 emails, I think, that go back and forth, right? And so if you send an email and the customer is looking for an update and maybe you're thinking about updating them on the transit time, or maybe it hasn't even been picked up yet and there's a mm-hmm. problem at the shipper, but you forget to tell the customer about it and it goes yeah. on for two days. Like yes. that's two days that are have gone by that you could have rectified a situation. And that's where that manual information gap is just so critical because customers are looking for the freight forwarders to really take responsibility of that and be proactive in the information that they're giving so that you can work together in a partnership. And um, that's really where we're going with that, right? So you have four core solutions. You've got automation, visibility, integration, and payments. So let's start with automation. How can it help? What are the benefits? And what are your thoughts on the rising importance of automation within supply chain technology?
1: Sure. So, so first of all, let's talk about what prompt automate actually does because each of these things requires a little bit of definition. Uh, a prompt automation simply said, it's basically taking the information data from unstructured documents, putting it into a structured format, exporting it and the document to a database, um, and potentially you're running algorithms that can do things like approve APs within estimates and tolerances. So okay. that's what it does. And again, a broad broad strokes. Uh, you know, in terms of outputs, um, you're holding down costs, obviously going to get productivity point, retaining talent. We talked about that. Um, you're getting more from your people. They can focus elsewhere and you're paying their paying attention to the right things. So in terms of benefits, it is actually fundamentally it's, it's sold itself. I mean, I, I, you, you go back to your bidding statement of you're working with eight of the, the top 25 forwarders or a third of the top 25 forwarders. Yeah, We haven't had to sell this. It's been a remarkably t- a huge take up, excited take up. Um, so when you talk about automation, and I think it's important because I think some of the design elements of what we put into this are important. So what I mean by that is, is, so again, let's talk about, let's, let's differentiate a little bit here. So we've implemented it in a hybrid way. What I mean by hybrid is using both a combination of machine learning okay. as well as template-based. So you, you, when you start talking about documentation on document, you've got the machine learning and you've got this template conversation. We've actually hybridized it too. What that means is You've got a user who's directing traffic, if you will. There are elements underneath that that are being driven by machine learning. I can take you through more detail in due course, but I'm not going to bore you for now. But the outcome of all this, right, is that we have a 98% plus hit rate. Now, you compare that with feedback that we've had from customers of ours who've been using machine learning, completely algorithm-driven tools, getting 70-ish percent. That's a 12-fold difference in the error rate. So that we can actually bring that error down to 1.5%. As opposed to 30 percent ish um uh-huh. again 12.5 percent difference big big numbers
0: well and the automation that you're talking about is specifically for the documentation correct
1: um in this case yes it's it's both the it's it's bringing the documentation extracting information and that element of actually importing it or exporting it into the databases um as well as that algorithm additional processing that you can put on top of it i mean again people talk about right. rpa um, again, that's the appropriate jingo. I tend to try to keep it to specifically what are you talking about here? It is an algorithm that can do those additional things. It's not like a virtual robot doing those things. Yeah. Um, so, but, it, but that's, and, and so from an outcome perspective, you see huge improvements. Um, and, and folks are able what may have taken a commercial, again, size of commercial invoice matters. Um, a 200 page commercial invoice may take a week for a person to enter, they can do it in five, 10 minutes
0: amazing and there's um, so much information that comes in and goes correct. out for a freight forwarding company and so i can i can only imagine i mean that's yeah. a huge number that you just shared yeah. with us and i can only imagine the efficiencies and how much time people Within the freight forwarding industry, are just getting back, right? So let's yeah. dive into visibility as well. Visibility mm-hmm. has to be one of the most important factors in helping to address some of those inefficiencies we talked of, inefficiencies mm-hmm. you talked about earlier. Yeah. But it's also something that everybody's talking about, right? Mm-hmm. So, but visibility, from where prompt, uh, from your standpoint, is better mm-hmm. planning, data driven insights, mm-hmm. right? Those kind of come from visibility. So tell us all about Prompt's portal and business intelligent solutions and how exactly they're helping with visibility?
1: So first of all, you, you set the conversation up perfectly, I hate to say it, but in, in the context of, you know, there are a million people doing it, and, it yeah. and visibility can use to be in terms and describe a huge amount of span. So again, I want to be specific. How we So we look at when we talk about our prompt visibility tool, it is about better data and access to the information inside the okay. company's ERP. Okay. So mm-hmm. we're not talking necessarily... At the moment, we're talking about grabbing it from different terminals. We're focusing on already what's in their ERP, again, for a bunch of different reasons. Um, Our focus and our our lift there has been doing that on a cost-effective basis. So I want to be specific and kind of get some numbers. So if you're talking about a a typical BI tool, right, just a typical sort of standard BI piece, go back to my prior statement about how important information is, right? A typical BI tool probably costs about, you know, somewhere about 100 hundreds of thousands of dollars. Plus, you probably know SQL developers um, of some sort who will run you about $180,000 a year, including benefits. Uh, what we've actually built is a tool which actually sits on top of full street management system um, at a cost of basically 15% of that, of call it 100K. So basically about 15K a year. Um, and that's it. And they can mm-hmm. actually then use it using their basic tools, Excel, Access, tools that the customer their internal people are already used to using but pre-join that information in a context-specific way. So it just makes it easier for people to get a hold of their data. Now, it doesn't sound super exciting, but for folks who are trying to get the information to make the decisions, to understand, okay, am I making enough money on my pre-pulls or on my chassis days or those kinds of things? This makes all the difference in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, So again, it's, it's one of those pieces where, again, a lot of uptake, we're seeing a lot of excitement with it. Um, But the whole point there is really about doing it in a cost-effective fashion. There's heaps of of competitors out there. We know that. So our focus here is really about how do we do this on a cost-effective basis.
0: I love that. And freight forwarders love to hear that as well because mm-hmm. they're working on specific margins, right? Exactly. And it ha- and yes. those margins have to cover a lot of different costs, especially, mm-hmm. you know, and I think we might talk about this when they're covering costs for their customers as far as payment, right? Getting paid from the customer, but also having Absolutely. to pay the, the steamship line as well. Yeah. But before we do that, you know, um, integration also mm-hmm. helps to facilitate that improved visibility, right? I mean, it's so yeah. important, and we're talking about it more and more. And, of course, mm-hmm. at Prompt, you work to expand a company's TMS without actually impacting their existing software, which which mm-hmm. is great. So how does that all work? What can mm-hmm. you integrate with? How do you do it? What are the timings? What does that look like? So
1: th- there's... If I can, in what you're saying, there's actually two things that are worth teasing out, if I may. Okay. One of which is our integration product, right? So Prompt Connect, and the other is actually the product set of Prompt, okay? Okay. Um, So, I mean, as a product itself, again, we said it before, it's about getting information automated fashion, um, not having to do the entry and key entries and re-entering, right? That Mm -hmm. whole, that sort of stuff. Um, Our integrations are typically two-sided. So if you think about, um, we are working with a freight forwarder, and we're working with perhaps a portal like InforNexus. Okay? Okay. So we're working with two side integration. So as opposed to us being, let's say, an LSP uh, that operates a warehouse and we're integrating somebody in, it's just important to kind of keep that in mind. But we'll int- we'll, we're integrated with freight management systems. Uh, we're with platforms like InforNexus. We interv- uh, we've integrated with financial ERPs like NetSuite. So again, all that stuff's pretty straightforward. Again, the normal language that you, I'm sure you hear, again, apologies for folks on the jargon, uh, channels, AS2, APIs, SFTP's, all that yeah. kind of stuff, mm-hmm. formats, JSONs, X12s, XMLs, all those things, all in the wheelhouse. Um, strangely okay. enough, CargoWise is actually probably some of the weirdest messages. I'm not sure how familiar you are with it. They, they have their yeah. own universal XML, I know, boring stuff. Um, however, but again, we know that world well enough. But again, fortunately, we're familiar with it, but they're probably the most complicated for better mm. or uh, for worse reasons. Um, timing varies. Uh, again, typically, if folks have their stuff together, it's about four to eight weeks historically. We're okay. trying to bring that down by 50 percent. So mm-hmm. what we're doing structurally, uh, again, now we keep still on our PromConnect product. We're actually building a semantic grammar. So if we're talking about um, invoices or purchase orders, there's a certain set of data elements you need to capture that information. Blue Jay mm-hmm. may hold it as this. CargoWise may hold it as that. Maggaia yeah. may hold it as something else but we're standardizing that language so we can interface on either side pretty neatly. So that's rule number one. Um, and the other side of it, from our perspective, we've got, we've, we've solidified and made the processing steps. So if we're validating, um, if we're actually doing some kind of enrichment on the data, um, if we're doing, you know, those kinds of pieces of so enriching, it, adding additional information to it, those steps are all in place um, and all table driven. So it actually simplifies the process and allows the customers to actually get involved in it. So that's, so integration embodies those two pieces. Uh, going back to your broader question, which is really how the prompt set goes together, uh, what's important to understand is, let me I'm going to step back and step into our customer shoes. Uh, so if you're a SIVA, for example, um, you're going to look at it and say it, it, there's a I, I want to limit the people who've got access to my database, mm-hmm. right? So again, you can think about expediters, potential issue and, and that right. Right now. Um so limiting access to the database is important. All of our products can be enabled with a single integration. So once a customer uh, goes live with us, with say prompt automate, it's e- we can just layer in every other product with it. So again, they don't need to change their systems. As you said, we're, we're, we're structured such that we'll, we'll work aside our customers, uh, freight management systems, whatever systems they may have, right. uh, but everything works through a single integration. It's that simple.
0: Great. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and it sounds really really simple, which is good too because everybody likes that principle, right? Um, mm-hmm. One question for you because the the last one we kind of mentioned was payments. Talk us through what payments look like with Prompt.
1: I mean, payments is is simply. I mean, we're, it's an evolving piece. We're just simply trying. I mean, you you mentioned it before. Um, yeah. The, the fact that so much of this is driven by uh, outlays and 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 the, and the the forwarders themselves. Are dealing very much a slim margin on mm-hmm. a uh, let's call it on a buy sell side very much yeah. on, on, so slim margins cash flow in and out. Um, so prompt pay is is effectively just enabling them and getting in the middle of the moment on that. Um, okay. we were in ha- that can attach on the back end of the automate side and mm-hmm. the payment approval side. Uh, but we're also doing it for people who aren't using that tool. Um, it's still evolving okay. and we're still rolling that piece out. Uh, but at the moment, it's just helping them facilitating global payments.
0: Love that. I love that. Thank you for sharing that with me because I was really, really curious about that piece. Um, And so why is all of this so important? I mean, you have some interesting blogs on your website, which I encourage our listeners to go and check out. But talk to us about why we should be paying so much attention to things like visibility and data integration. What difference is it ultimately going to make on a business and on an industry-wide level?
1: Boy, a lot of ways to go at this. Again, I, I, I'm <laughs> I feel like I'm harping on this. Like, time and attention of people is the most important thing in my view. Right. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, again, it is the scarcest resource out there. Good systems, process, and design. Um, all those things are important. You've got to figure out how to save time and attention for your staff. What does that mean? It means orchestrating your systems, your processes around good decisions, mm-hmm. um, and making the processes as efficient as possible. Um, I've talked about the, decision, the information to make those good decisions. Uh, That's an absolutely critical part to what's going on. Um, I would say thirdly from our focus, again, and hopefully you hear some of this, is we're not interested in jargon, right? We think a lot of companies have made this process more complicated, more expensive than it needs to be. So we tend to strip things down. We tend to talk specifics. Uh, We tend to be very mindful of what technology can and cannot do. Um, So when we, again, it goes back to when we architect a solution like Automate, We're really trying to think carefully, how is it going to get used? Who is going to use it? How is it going to, you know, how do we make it easy for the customer to use? Um, We didn't talk much about it, but we actually operate a a BPO back end to that. So we can actually do that as a managed service. So if customers say, listen, that changes too much for my people, we'll take that on. So we'll actually do the work for them. So we're really trying to make that process easier. Um, Last thing, you know, I think from my perspective, um, you know, logistics technology has just gotten so fragmented. Right. And on the other, say, other hand, um, you know, our customers are looking, they've invested heavily in their freight management systems. They've got a strategic imperative to close the gap with digital freight forwarders, Flexport, namely. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of thing. Um, and so what we're trying to do is provide those capabilities to close that gap. Um, okay. And especially right now, if you think, again, I, I look at it and say, you know, you're probably going to have buoyant rates this year and next year. Mm-hmm. Based on where things are going, if you sort of look at trends and cycles, et etc. And yeah. therefore, there's, there's a time window that forwarders have to close that gap. And I fundamentally think it's really 2022 and 2023. And I think once you get to 2024, rates will start to quote unquote normalize a bit. Uh, so there's a lot that needs to get done. And those things need to happen now.
0: Well, you've heard it here, folks, 2024, which is even further out than I think I've been talking to people in the industry. (laughs) No, it's great because that was kind of my next question to you was like, are we going to go back to any sort of normalcy? And you've just answered that question with guys, you're probably not going to see anything to do with you know some sort of normalcy or rate normalcy until 2024. So I appreciate that. Um, when you talk about your offering, you say mm-hmm. that implemented well is on an equal footing with the technology itself, which I absolutely love. So tell us a little bit about what you mean by that and why customers are so important to you.
1: So if you think about what we wind up doing, um, as we implement it, to, to get a good outcome, right? It's mm-hmm. about the products, um, but there's also they're they're intimately tied to a process, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, right? So you're talking about um, at that stage. So if, if we're you're, if something happens upstream that changes the process, you're therefore that can come, that can change how the data comes across integration. So yeah. fundamentally, you're talking about again operations. Nothing goes perfect. Nothing goes as planned, right? Mm-hmm. We've lived this world long enough. We can say that, right? Um, so how you do things, in my view, makes all the difference, right? So if somebody looks at you, you know, you, you, they know that you care, they know that you get the business, um, and you're focused on their world, right? That that's one side of it. Um, the other side of it, which I think is extraordinarily important is, you know, again, it goes back a little bit to my time and attention, but take that from a different perspective. Somebody has gone and chosen a technology provider, Mm -hmm. right? They've, and this is not this, especially right now, I don't think people are taking these things very lightly. Others uh, saying, you know, what can strategically get me to the next step? These yeah. are not small investments. It's not small investment in time from their standpoint. So, you know, when they've chosen the partner, I want to make sure that they feel good about that decision at all times. Right? Not everything as I said in the first step is going to be perfect. It's so um, important. But but again, it's I think it's incredibly important. You want you want them, you want to reinforce that decision every time they engage. You don't want them having to think about it. It's okay, I've got this question. How do I do this? I want to be that first call. Right. Right. Absolutely. And when they've gone through that process and they've gone through it successfully and they feel like you get my business, mm-hmm. those things happen. And and, Magic. and and understand, again, this this is where the operational background is. Having run operations for life, it, it's where my head lies is I don't want to have to think about it. Don't sell me vaporware. We are a non-vaporware zone. We will do some things that are solutions and differentiate us from products, be absolutely fair. So, again, there can be blips, but it's why it's important to us.
0: Great. And so who is an ideal client? I mean, if I'm a logistics firm listening to this, do I need to be a certain size or shape for you to be able to help me level
1: up? I I would tend to argue, the first answer is I don't think you need to be of a certain size, but mid to large scale freight forwarders generally will see a larger benefit from our tools. Um, Most of our charges, most of what we do, let's say automate is really driven by usage from a pricing perspective, how many pages, et cetera, processed. Yeah. So again, you can do it, but really, mid to large scale freight forwarders really start to see the benefit. Uh, but not just them; also, you know, other LSPs. Um, mm-hmm. We're actually um, close, we're we're about to start a pilot with a relatively large but with a well known platform, um, and they're using automate to do the same kind of thing. Again, anybody, folks who are bringing that unstructured information into data form, mm-hmm. also makes sense
0: amazing amazing so now it's time for the case study can you paint us a picture of how you've worked with one of your customers like what was sure. the challenge that they came to you with which of your solutions were they working with and what mm-hmm. was the impact or roi of that solution
1: sure um so uh, dsv uh, purchased agility logistics um headline there was they had they went through an internal assessment to try to figure out how do they integrate the information bring the data over from agility into their environment, to DSU's environment.
0: Okay. Uh, They looked
1: at it, they started assessing different kinds of options. Their IT infrastructure people said, this is gonna be crazy possible, lots of whiteboarding about network connections and all that sort of stuff. And they said, this is gonna be a multi-month process, four or five months. It was was getting pretty crazy. Um, We sat down with them, we walked through a process, and we figured out a way to use Prompt Automate effectively and get that up within about three weeks time. Wow. So, wow. again, from a, from an integration that was uh, going to take five months down to about three or four weeks, I think that oh, worked. And so, it wound up using Automate effectively to bring the data into DSE's environment, uh, effectively using a, a back end method off the paper, effectively to get the data in. Uh, so, that worked out pretty well.
0: Yeah. yeah, so the three weeks, what was, um, what else was the impact or ROI from that solution that you gave them? I mean, obviously, time back from five months to three weeks. You have any other data to share?
1: Um, I mean, really, from there, I mean, this is, this gets a timing and implementation, I mean, people have a necessary need to get the data into their environment, right, that, yeah. that becomes a compliance expectation. So um, it wasn't really an ROI driven piece as much as, you know, this needs to happen, we need to have visibility of information. Um, you know if you're talking about ROI, Crowley's probably a bit better of an example. Um, they would have used effectively, uh, again, these prompt dollar made that stage. They were entering okay. commercial invoices manually. Um, yeah. and that basically saved them about including again including licensing fees, they saved about 40 percent. So wow. as, again, that's an average. Um, yeah. But again, if the larger documents saved you know more about 80ish percent smaller documents, probably saved about 60 percent, uh, but on average say about 40 percent by using our tool.
0: That's amazing. And I'm glad that you shared that that, that second example with us too, right? Because we're, you shared with us an example of time savings and mm-hmm. then also, um, you know, financial savings as well, which, you know, everybody is looking at and we're talking about different products and different services that you can mm-hmm. offer a client. And so they're all going to be unique in their own way as to what they're looking for, what their needs are, mm-hmm. what that impact, what that journey to success to success actually means for mm-hmm. them. And to showcase that you can help them in either fashion is is really great. So I'm glad you shared that with us. So finally then, what does the future hold for prompt?
1: So I'll start with the obvious. Um, as, as you described, we came out of stealth mode in March. Yeah. So so uh, there's a lot of, I'll call it basic work uh, that we're doing, uh, getting more FMSs in place on the go-to-market side, uh, really over-serving the customers as we're rolling out. Uh, better articulating ROIs, all those kinds of things, right? Um, in the short term, we have um, some agreed pilots underway um, with some folks that uh, with folks that know fairly well that over the course of the next two three weeks they should be hearing about. Right. Uh, so I'm I'm actually really excited by those because that really starts to expand I think our footprint nicely. Um, you know, and finally, um, you know, again, if I go out a little bit longer term, uh, we're looking. You know, we're we're fairly involved in you know, we're looking at additional products as it relates to ports, what the FMC is doing. The FMC data initiative, um, and what's going to impact on communication needs there. Um, there's a lot of spaces. Again, at the moment, we're locking down. If I'm taking a more tactical view for this year, right? Mm-hmm. We have a very strong view. The next two years are really about arming the freight forwarding community with the tools to move forward. And right. they have a lot, they have some big hits to go. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, what you see continued supply chain dispersion to what you, you know, geographical dispersion from basically was a China, China to US trade. As that disperses, whether it be near shoring or to alternate sourcing points, uh, what's going to happen with the volatility, trying to bring in Mm -hmm. products over different locations. There's a heap of things happening. Mm -hmm. uh, So we're keeping our fingers close to that and figure out where the opportunities work and we help people actually, again, do the things that we do quite well.
0: Such an exciting time to be in the industry. And I can't (laughs) wait to sort of watch your journey and watch you grow and, and see how you really are making that impact in the industry. I mean, you're already doing it. Um, but you're going to continue to do that. And so it's such a shame to have to draw our chat to a close. I've just really enjoyed talking to you, Kai. But we continue to face a barrage of challenges in supply chain. And we're often told that technology is the answer. But that's easier said than done, right? As a busy company, understanding your main challenges and the root of them, how they can be addressed with certain software, how you can actually integrate it, use it, understand it, it can be incredibly overwhelming. So. This This is yet another reason that collaboration is the future of business. When you have a partner like Prompt who genuinely understand your set of unique issues and are laser focused on delivering the best outcomes for you with the least disruption, all of that is taken out of your hands so you can focus on success. If you want to find out more, you can check them out at prompt.global.com. A massive thanks to Kai for joining me and to the team at Prompt for making this episode happen. Thanks, Kai.
1: Thanks, Sarah. I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: What are your business's supply chain challenges? Too much inventory on hand? Too many disruptions and stockouts? Are there too many steps and touches involved? If you have a vision for improvement, Fastenal can tailor a solution to help you get there. From automated bins that monitor your inventory 24-7 to vending devices that let you control and track the products that keep your business running, Fastenal has the ability and experience to help your supply chain. Go to Fastenal.com forward slash LTSC to see how they do it. Fastenal, where industry meets innovation. If you would like to hear more from us, we have plenty more podcasts for you featuring the best and brightest in the industry. Head over to our YouTube channel or our website, Let's Talk Supply under listen to check out the latest. Plus, you can use the search filter because if you're having a challenge in supply chain, we have most likely had the solution on our show. So use that search bar, put in the keyword and uh, you will be able to find the episodes that you can listen to. to, to figure out what solution is best for you. And remember to come back next week when I'll be joined by Maggie Petrovich for this month's episode of our Woman in Supply Chain series. Maggie and I will be talking about her career so far and her current role at Emerge, her talent for operations strategy, the excitement of startup culture, and mom guilt. Plus, she'll be sharing her experiences as a woman in the industry, as well as her words of advice for all of the women following in her footsteps. It promises to be an inspirational episode, so make sure you don't miss it. If you enjoy our podcast, there's a few ways to support the show. You can follow us. Follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're also over on TikTok. You can subscribe to Let's Talk Supply Chain on our YouTube page, as well as subscribe to our newsletter at letstalksupplychain.com. And remember, we have Blended. We have the Blended podcast. We also have the Blended Pledge, where we are giving away grants to cover travel so that diverse voices can say yes to speaking engagements. So if you are an individual that wants to create an impact with us, go to the GoFundMe and look for the blended pledge. If you are a company that wants to look at external DEI initiatives We The Blended Pledge is here for you. We are creating exclusive grant opportunities to those organizations, and we will work with you to find the right applicants for those grants as well. So email us at listener at letstalksupplychain.com and we would love to make an impact with you. You can also find some really cool merch and purchase our exclusive supply chain dictionary in our shop at letstalksupplychain.com or get your free one. Go and follow Let's Talk supply chain on instagram and then dm us talk one to get your free copy and remember if you would like to be featured on an upcoming episode rate and review the show on apple podcast Have a great week everyone thanks for listening and remember ship happens